Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Time now to have a chat about uh, what might interest you on the small screen over the next few days, especially the evenings as we head towards the shortest day of the year. That was one of our questions yesterday uh, on number today's 10 to 1, actually. In which month does the shortest day of the year fall? Um, in this part of the world, anyway. And it is indeed December, isn't it? Um, so, Amory is uh, joining me socially distanced, of course, in uh, the next door producer's office place. I Still, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what actually the room have. is that we call it. It's a room. It's the producer's room. So hello, um, and also we have uh, Megan with us um, uh, from an undisclosed location somewhere. <laughs> in hi, hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, and uh, Maxine is also uh, on the line. Hi, Maxine. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. Megan, um, a big week ahead for you. Um, the first leg has been done. The place where you live and work are All-Ireland champions. Um, and uh, you're a Mayo woman, so you're looking to the All-Ireland football final this weekend against... Oh, yeah, that's right. Dublin. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, I'm nervous. Uh, I've I've been down this road before many a time, uh, watching Mayo play Dublin. And it hasn't really gone in our... Uh, recently so I'm praying now I was delighted when Limerick uh, won I was watching the match here by myself uh, socially distanced in an undisclosed location and so I'm really looking forward hopefully Mayo can take it back so I can be happy in all areas of my life (laughs) yes well my good old granddad God rest him he was a proud Mayo man and he waited and waited and waited he lived until he was almost 90 to see if he could see Mayo win another All-Ireland after, what was it, 1951, was it? Or when was that? Um, yeah, but, I think it's around that, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I feel the same in my case that it might be that long till I see one myself. It seems like it's just never going to happen, but I'm really hoping that this weekend now we'll just end up doing it and we'll bring it home. And obviously everyone's up for Mayo at the people from Dublin I'm sure Yes well I think we have some dubs here in the office who probably are supportive of uh, the Dublin footballers Um, I would say that this would be typical of Mayo, this would be the year that they'll actually break the duck and win it because Covid, December final all the drama and normally you get about 260,000 Mayo people all crammed into Croke Park uh, having got tickets from who knows where I actually saw this week there was a great uh, shot on uh, social media of um, a big union office huge skyscraper in Chicago and they put up Mayo for Sam on the outside of it (laughs) I swear you could go anywhere in the world and you'll see someone having written Mayo for Sam on a rock or on a jersey or something there's just going to be there you're like there's always someone who's holding up a Mayo jersey or wearing one in a picture in the background of somewhere so we're everywhere so hopefully now we'll make all the fans happy all around the world and actually bring it back but yeah it'd be weird if we do win it and not being able to celebrate because I've always imagined what it'd be like and I just think that the whole county was shut down for a week at least I was there um, I was in the city for Limerick celebrations and it was great just seeing everyone driving around and beeping their horns and in a safe way so maybe it'll be the same in Mayo except um, I don't know in little towns we don't really have a city 
Well, when you, when you think about it, I mean, the reason Mayo haven't won the All-Ireland is because of the widow's curse that was put on the last team to win the All-Ireland coming home when they passed the hearse of her husband and she put a widow's curse on them saying that as long as that team, any of them, remained alive, Mayo would not win another All-Ireland. Now, it would be the ultimate twist in the widow's curse that this is the weekend you win it, but Mayo has to stay socially distanced and restrained and you're not allowed to celebrate. I know, maybe it's a loophole in the curse. Um, It is a bit of a weird one where people are waiting for people to die so we can win in All-Ireland. It's a bit in that sense. So hopefully this will be the one and maybe maybe that's what the curse will be this year but you know what I'll take it if we finally win it I'll take it and I'll be celebrating here by myself <laughs> yeah, and, and just to, my family but just remind me who you're playing in oh Dublin oh yeah that's right oh, yeah I think oh, it's Dublin yeah I've heard nasty. that all right. <laughs> <laughs> nasty nasty look there was a time oh, yeah. when Limerick thought they wouldn't be able to do it but they did exactly so come on all the faith in Mayo now this weekend hopefully well, well my, my other half who's not originally from uh, Limerick although has become a huge Limerick hurling supporter in fairness to her uh, she, she always said that when she first arrived she could never understand Limerick hurling fans this is before we managed to win the All-Ireland where they would go from winning the first match in a, in, a, in a championship season and saying, oh, we're, we're going to win. Uh, this is it. We're absolutely 100%. We're going to win the All-Ireland. There's no question about it. We're going to win it. Or losing the first match, going, we're the worst team ever. We're never, ne- we're never going to win an All-Ireland. This is the, you know, the, there, there was no middle ground when it came to Limerick hurling supporters, certainly up to 2018 anyway. <laughs> sure, look, that's what makes them the best anyway. Uh, they're, yeah. they're full on board, whatever it is. <laughs> All right, well, look, best of luck um, on Saturday, actually, the All-Ireland Football Finals. Who are you playing again? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think they begin with D. Derry, maybe, Donegal. Um. So insignificant. <laughs> you'll be eating your words Monday. Joe. Do you know what? I, listen, no, nothing would give me more pleasure on Monday morning than to eat my words and say Mayo are the All-Ireland Football Champions. Um, I'm just going to take over and play Mayo audio all day long and no one can stop <laughs> <laughs> a Limerick Today special on Mayo winning the football. <laughs> Confuse everyone. <laughs> that would be a good laugh. That would be a good laugh. Huh? Oh, jeepers. Maxine, congratulations. You uh, passed your driving test. I did, yes. I didn't know what you were going to congratulate me there for a second. <laughs> I did indeed. It was um, last week, um, a long time coming. And Joe through a pandemic as well, so I'm I'm delighted. Very happy with us. Uh, you should be. Well, I had to do my test on numerous occasions. Um, eventually had to go to um, uh, a new um, uh, driving instructor who said to me I had a psychological block, which <coughs> I had had to get rid of. And you know the worst thing, one of the worst things I have ever done in my life, and uh, to my eternal shame, <laughs> the worst things I ever did in my life was the second time I failed it. I was walking out of the test centre and the next person was coming up the steps to go in. Yeah. And, and do the, I, I can't believe that. I, and I said to them, uh, oh, you've no chance he's in desperate form. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was awful. It was a terrible oh. thing to do. I'm, I've confessed it on numerous occasions and I'm very sorry that I ever did it. But anyway, you can't take these things back. So what was it like doing the test in COVID times? A lot of it was quite similar, I suppose. The main difference was when you're coming in, they'd they'd ring ahead and just 
you know, do the, all the checks, check that you're not sick, no one in your household is sick, um, that you haven't abroad or anything like that. And then they do a temperature check when you're going in. And um, obviously I sat my test before before COVID, so I kind of know the difference as well there. And um, when I was doing the theory part of it, so we're quite far apart. There was two tables in between us and I got my own um, sheet of all the road signs and all that kind of stuff. So he didn't have to show them to me and I like, answer the question. So there was always social distancing and you know you have to wear your mask and um they gave you a new mask actually when you come in they don't let you wear your own one and um, so that was it was fairly similar except for all the, the the public health guidelines that obviously have to be in place and then um the driving test itself is fairly similar too except you know the windows are kind of kept open the whole time and when you're doing one of the maneuvers which is the um turn around the corner they actually step out of the car um, to watch you do it rather than staying in the car. So that's the main difference, really. Uh, but um, obviously you wearing a mask and the uh, tester wearing a mask in the car. The whole time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and they wipe it down before they get in and and um, as I said, the windows are open as well just for that ventilation. Um, and actually they brought in a new uh, portal now, which is my RSA, which is how I managed to get um, a cancellation test. Um, so that's actually really handy for anyone that doesn't know they do have the My Road Safety um, website now where you can kind of see where you're at in terms of getting a date and if you have um, gotten a date and you're looking for cancellation like there's options there too uh, which is good because they were so inundated with calls the whole time I remember I was trying to get a cancellation date on the phone with them for so long and just wasn't getting through so with that portal now so for anyone that is yeah. Looking to uh, maybe try and get a cancellation or see where they're where they're at in terms of the waiting list. And, and Maxine, go there. did you pass it first time? No, second time. So this oh, is actually you're like me story. then. Well, well, it was a lot more than second time. It was, time more, than more than twice. It was, it was more than yes, twice with me. All right, twice. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even try it. Um, it was no, it was my second time, but my fourth attempt at trying to sit it. So like there was two times where something just external factors stopped me from doing it. Um, so, so yeah, it was a long time coming. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and they still make you reverse around the corner? They do, yeah, they do. And the turnabout and the hill start as well. And the hill start? Yeah. Who, who starts a car on a hill? I don't know. <laughs> like, every time they, they, I had to do the rest of the Doesn't the car run. cut out on a hill? Yeah. When you're in the wrong gear it? and suddenly it cuts out and you have to start and, and you're stuck on a hill and you have to put up your handbrake and... Right. No? I try and avoid hills in the car. Especially if you're in a queue of traffic or you're in a funeral and suddenly the hearse stops and you're on the hill sitting there and you realise, you know. Unless you're the Mayo football team of 1951 (laughs) when you go past the hearse. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me, Joe. I didn't do it. (laughs) Well, I I think it's tremendous. Uh, Which road sign was the toughest for you to figure out when you were doing that test? In terms of do you know the, the road theory. signs? Yeah. I um I didn't really. Do you know what I I I, did, I was well prepared going in, so I didn't have to. So you knew them all. You, you'd actually done your study and everything. See, that was yeah, I yeah. made that mistake on a couple of occasions, not really bothering. So that's know. it. I mean, you can't. Uh, you, you shouldn't tell people that, but you can't really fail from if you if you don't get the theory right, you can't fail from that. But it's still not great to get marks on it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was well prepared going in.
Why do I suspect that uh, the traffic unit of Henry Street Garda Station will have a special patrol outside the radio station as I leave uh, <laughs> later, later, later today? <laughs> right. Well, listen, well, well done. Well done. Um, great job, Maxine. Uh, best so of luck to Mayo. We'll take a break and then we'll actually talk about some of the small screen picks. Yeah. Maxine, Megan and Anne-Marie still with me, not being held against their will, but they're still here. And uh, Anne-Marie has been watching a BBC drama that's now available on Netflix, Dr. Foster. For the last two years, Simon's been secretly having sex with another woman. What does she look like? Your high blonde. In a divorce, he'll officially take 50%. So what do I do? Depends what you want. Could we find a moment to go over my accounts? Why do you want his account? I think there are things going on in our finances that I don't know about. You're spying. You still don't trust me. He was lying the whole time. Gemma! Gemma! I wanted to drown, but then I thought, no. Where are you going? Home. Dr. Foster, this sounds good, Anne-Marie. Yeah, it is. And I, I had heard nothing about it. I hadn't seen the BBC series. It's, it, it first started in 2015. I think the second series was in 2017. There's reports of possibly a third one. But I'd heard nothing about it. The ad on Netflix for it, you know, the way the trailers play, you know, and they're sitting there on the TV, does nothing for it. It was sitting there on my watch to be watched list for a while. Um, and I put it on and it just it just gra- grabbed me in the first episode um, and fairly quickly you find out that you know this uh, her husband she's a 37 year old woman she's a son um, in the UK and her husband she suspects from at the get go that he's having an affair we find out fairly quickly uh, that he is having an affair but then I was wondering because the first two episodes were so good where is this going to go what's left to say or to do here but it it really unravels it unravels about his life and she starts I suppose carrying out her own private investigations into his life and what she's finding out about who he's with and and at times I don't know whether it's meant to create a smile but at times I do laugh at the way she handles it and behaves um yeah so I'm gripped so far I'm just near the end of the first series so uh so far so good does a spouse ever suspect that a partner's having an affair and be wrong uh, well, I can't speak from experience. <laughs> no, there, I know Joe. that, but it's a general point. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I mean, that was part of the first episode as well, that she was doubting herself because she, you know, had only noticed a few things. But then it just explodes and it's very obvious the things she finds out, you know. So it, it's, it's just, I suppose I'm into um, human behaviour and, and all that kind of thing as well. So I was interested in how she was viewing things and it's all from her perspective and you don't learn things until she learns it in the series. So it, it's quite good, yeah. Right, so that's Dr. Foster. I might put that on the watch list. I, I remember it and I kind of watched half an episode in the middle of one Saran of the series. Saran Jones, she played Karen yes, in Carnation Street. She's, she's, she's very, very good. Very, yeah. very, very good. Okay, that's Dr. Foster. Foster and uh, Megan has been watching Alien Worlds. There are countless planets throughout the universe. Astronomers think it's only a matter of time before some alien life forms are discovered. By applying the laws of life on Earth, it's possible to imagine what could live on alien worlds. 
When the bird thinks that he's got the advantage, that's when the wings will get tucked in. How might life adapt on a different world? Perhaps there's an alien civilization already headed for Earth. What sort of alien life might exist in the vastness of space? Alien worlds, Megan. Some might suggest it might require a team of aliens to beat Dublin in an All Ireland football final. But what is this about? <laughs> um, basically, what it was just saying in the trailer there, what the show is doing is imagining what life could be like on the planets that exist outside our solar system. And they kind of compare the creatures there with creatures that are on Earth. So that coupled with some pretty insane CGI effects kind of um they bring you to this the first episode that i've watched brings you to this imaginary world called atlas which is twice the size of earth and twice the amount of gravity and then kind of introduce you to three imaginary aliens if you like now nothing like the types you see on mars attack or anything like that these are kind of creatures that they could imagine would develop in this sort of climate and they kind of compare say their the way that they hunt their prey or the way that they reproduce or the way that they actually fly some of them by comparing them to creatures on earth or by talking to kind of astrophysicists and marine biologists and things like that so it's really interesting um to watch if you are interested in space and you know have a bit of interest in space and you know have a bit of interest in science fiction and it's kind of coupled with a bit of fact a bit of fiction and you're watching it kind of being like oh my god this maybe this could happen and maybe there is this out there. So it is really interesting. Hmm. I definitely recommend it if you're into that sort of thing, and, like and, Cosmos or that sort of And as of a result, thing. I yeah. mean, do you believe that aliens exist? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like, as in, I don't know, but there's definitely a possibility, as in there's so much we don't know about our universe. Uh, we don't even know what's at the very depths of our ocean in this world. So there's no reason that they couldn't exist you know, mm. light years away. Mm. So who uh, knows? And where can you find Alien Worlds? It's on Netflix as well. On so Netflix. it's just dropped. Yeah, it's new to Netflix and it's only four episodes as well. So it's an easy enough season to watch just if you want something to pass the time that's a little bit different. Right. Very good. That sounds good. Um, Alien Worlds. Uh, meanwhile, Maxine is watching Designated Survivor. Keep showing the voters who you really are and the rest will take care of itself thing about whether you'd like to join the ticket is Kirkman's vice president. Why would you keep this to yourself? What the hell were you thinking? Whatever happened to standards? What happened to ethical practices? So that everyone has a right to privacy except when it's convenient for you? This isn't journalism! Why aren't you mad? I know the truth. How'd you like to come work for the CIA? There's been an outbreak in Toronto. We need to make contact before an unfriendly does. We have to be prepared for the possibility of a bioterrorist attack. Well, that is the unmistakable voice there, anyway, of Kiefer Sutherland, famous for many things, including uh, the series 24 Maxine. What's Designated Survivor about? Yeah, so that, of course, that is him. Um, so Designated Survivor is about this um, guy called Tom Kirkman. He's kind of an unassuming Secretary of Housing at the White House in America. And all of a sudden, he's just thrown into the role of President of the United States. 
after there is a mass um, terrorist attack or a bombing um, in the Capitol building during a State of the Union address, which means he's the only um, or the highest ranking politician in America left, therefore making him the designated survivor. And it kind of just tells the story of him being sworn in straight away and he's just catapulted into this role and faced with so many challenges. Like there's a lot of civil unrest about it and, you know, people aren't really expecting him as, him as president and, you know, everything's kind of stacked against him. Um, so just dealing with that, just the way he deals with it, um, it's very dramatic. It's a, kind of a thriller as well. Uh, and at the same time, they're trying to figure out what actually happened at um, this State of the Union address. Uh, it's really gripping. It's really, really good. And it, like, it's such a show you binge watch because nearly every episode something happens and you're like, oh my God, this guy can't get a break, you know? Uh, but it's brilliant. It's really, really good. I'm on season two now. And um, I started watching it during the first lockdown and there's three seasons actually. So a bit to keep you going anyway. All right. Very good. Okay. Listen, three great recommendations uh, today. Thank you very much for the Maxine with Designated Survivor on Netflix, Alien Worlds, also on Netflix from Megan and Dr. Foster, which was originally on the BBC, but is now on Netflix from Amory. Thank you all. Call Limerick today now on 461995.